All right, today on the show, D is back as she, Eric, and I discuss She-Hulk, the arrogance of Ohio State fans, and most importantly, how Justin Fields could be a vegan hero and how Aaron Rodgers could champion a cause as well. We then bring in Glenn Merzer for one of his epic rants, this time about plant-based eating and how it affects sex camps. Yeah, And then D sticks around for the news to talk beer shortages, Oktoberfest and Oddtoberfest, pizza toppings, and Def Leppard. But first, let me tell you about NextWave. Yeah, NextWave Services is a website design company that provides high-quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. NextWave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. NextWave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Get a free website consultation when you check them out online at NextWave Services, founded way back in 1998. It's Next Wave Services. It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food with a plant-based spin. I'm Dee, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here is a man who has never put ketchup on a hot dog, Rich Reynolds. Hello and welcome on into the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. Yes, we are still around and not thrown off of the podcast universe. It's not really canceled or uh, something in the podcast world. They they just stopped doing it, right? Is that how podcasts work? I don't know. Anyways, I'm Rich Reynolds along with Eric Rogers. We got, we got and- funding. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got D Biznatch with us as well today. Remember, you can check us out on realmeneatplants.com. Go there, click on the support button, help us out and Paul's party as well. Take the 30-day challenge, read the blogs, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and like it as well so you never miss an episode. And then follow us on YouTube as well. We got the YouTube channel going and social media. Eric Rogers has branded himself Always. the Eric Rogers brand. That's where you'll find him, at Eric Rogers brand and D Biznatch, you're on social media too, right? Great on Facebook. Yes. No, thank there you. you I'm a social media yeah. whore. Yes, it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be these days. <laughs> you find D all over the place. I'm at RMEP Rich and I suck at Twitter and I know it. So um by the way, we were we were discussing we're we're kind of doing this show backwards. I don't know how people if, if they know how podcasts work. Okay, they don't necessarily go in sequential order. You can actually record things at any point in time. Later on in the in the program, I will tell you, we get into a discussion about beer. You're, you're I am letting now behind the curtain. I know. Yeah, I'm now drinking beer, but it's happening. Wall. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, okay, all right. Fourth oh wall stuff. Now, sometimes it works. All right. There's good fourth wall and there's bad fourth wall. Okay. To me, good fourth wall is Deadpool. Now, I think it's good fourth wall because Ryan Reynolds is very charismatic. So he gets away with fourth wall break-ins. Good fourth wall to me was a show called The Gary Shandling Show. Did you ever watch that show back in the 80s? And so yeah. he was very good at breaking fourth wall too. Okay. But totally. there, there's an art to it. Not good fourth wall breaking is She Hulk. Have you watched mm. She Hulk at all? It, Why do you hate women, Rich? 
No, it's not. <laughs> oh, is that why it's real women. many plants? That is not true. I loved WandaVision. Um, <laughs> I love the Black Widow. I, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with, like, you know, women, superheroes, supervillains, all that kind of stuff. It as is fantastic. As long as you can see their tits. That's what the point No, yeah. that, what, what are you talking about? I mean, that, that's very shallow. That's so not you can, me. You're going to feel a, a shift in the energy from now to later on in the show because now there's been beer consumed, like you were saying. <laughs> It's only a little bit. I'm drinking. I'm drinking Tatra. By the way, it's Polish beer. So uh, I've, I got a Polish wife. We drink a lot of Polish beer here, and I love it. Awesome. Yeah. And so, anyways, you talking about boobs, Eric? With the um, always talking about boobs. Yeah. Yes. There was a whole God. I got to find the link for you guys. There was like this. I don't want to say study, but an individual went through and reviewed like all kinds of different comic books from the fifties. To now, and yes, the boob size of the female people. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's it's men drawing them, and it's usually like really nerdy guys who never could get with women. Yeah, and so they've decided. Well, I mean, it's not like the cool guys in school are the guys that are drawing anime and comic book characters. Okay, they're drawing. Let's all come on. Yeah, we can we can. We can we can clear this up, you know, right now. It the the right. artists usually aren't the cool kids in high school, okay? So these are the guys that go to Marvel and DC then, and then they get a chance to draw a female superhero or villain. And yeah, I mean she's Barbie doll plus, you know, like like she's it's the 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 boobs, the the butt, like the TNA is is amazing. Plus, and then like a tiny little waist. Yeah, and but the they, armor, they all look the little like bikini goddesses. armor is, is all the protection you I need, love so. that. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're protecting the important parts, at least. And so, okay, but wait, back to She-Hulk. All right. I, I, She-Hulk? You, have I gone on a She-Hulk rant already? She-Hulk, you, have, but, you know, that's... Okay, it's unwatchable. It is absolutely unwatchable. And yet I feel compelled to watch this show because of the fact well, that I it's mean, part of the Marvel the Bears, Universe. So. Yeah, well, that, that I'm, I'm used to, like, punishment, that's yeah, what I'm I saying. guess, more than anything else. But I'm watching that's it because I keep thinking, it. well, yeah, something's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> Something's gonna happen that I'm not gonna know, and then I'm gonna watch some movie, and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, they explained this in She-Hulk, dude." And I'll be like, "Damn it, I stopped watching it. It was that bad." But She-Hulk's awful. It doesn't mean that I don't like women. I just think that the actress that plays She-Hulk tries to break the fourth wall all the time. Well, I mean, she does. She doesn't try. She she yeah. stops action, kind of like in a Zach Morris way, where like Zach Morris could freeze the world and then he would talk. Yeah. When she's talking, the world's still kind of going, but it's it's also kind of frozen at the same time, if, if that makes sense. So, so like the other day, she broke in, I think this is episode three, like she's in a car. The car oh, keeps moving. It's it's okay to, yeah, it's to a just series. admit you like the show, and that's why you keep watching it. Oh, my God, it's it. so you bad. You are just like, it is so the bad. heirs of Stan Lee, thank you very much. <laughs> no, so, well, like, Wong is is in the show, um, just, just so you know. You know Wong from Doc Strange? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in that, and, and like, the Avengers, right. like, Endgame and all, all that kind of stuff. And then also Tim Roth, who, by the way, is one of my favorite actors ever. He played the Abomination in the Incredible mm. Hulk movie that had Edward Norton as the Incredible Hulk. And then they got rid of Ed Norton and put in Mark Ruffalo, which was like a downgrade in actor. But they said Ed Norton Ladies couldn't love work. Him. 
Do they really? Do women love Mark Ruffalo? You 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 don't like Ed Norton you, or, or or Jim Ross? I, I mean, Jim Ross is incredible. Superhero tag. I'm all like, what? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Tim Roth cannot save. He can't save the series. It, it's that bad. But anyways, um, I, I digress. Okay, I, I've had a couple of sips of beer uh, now. I'm a lightweight. Fourth wall. Yeah. Malcolm in the Middle fourth was the wall. king. And Frankie Muniz. Very good fourth wall reference. He was the I what? Love it. Okay. Yeah, Nerd. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah it had uh, Walter White on it before he was oh, Walter yeah. White. Well, yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston is a god. Brian Cranston's great. Like, a, just like he would be your dad. But, like, yeah, cool in, dad. in Malcolm in the Middle, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you like Brian Cranston, check out a show called Sneaky Pete on uh, Prime Video if you ever okay. get a chance to do it. The, the first season he's in it, it Brian, it's Brian Cranston's show. And Giovanni Rabisi is actually like the main character in Sneaky Pete, and it's wonderful. I mean, Giovanni Rabisi. And Brian Cranston in the same show should oh, yeah. sell the show itself, you know. So um, absolutely love it. Um, but anyways, okay, we're we're way off track. I did want to talk. You love. I, yeah, I wanted I to talk a little bit. All right, going back to and, and we we talked a little about the Bears versus Packers game um, yesterday on on the show, and Eric and I were 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 talking for a while. There was something out of that game that I wish that they would do a better job of because I think both. Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields could be heroes beyond what they already are to their teams, their franchises, and their fans if they would make this extra step. Now, Winning when it comes to Justin maybe? Fields, well, that, that would help. <laughs> that, that would definitely help. All right, Justin Fields is vegan. Okay, so he went plant-based around the same time that I did about three years ago. And he's vegan, and he promotes some vegan products. One of them is called Owen, O-W-Y-N, which means only what you need. And it's kind of like a, sh- a vegan shake thing for athletes and, and crap like that. Anyways, Eric had to watch the game on television. Did they once mention the fact that Justin Fields is vegan? They did not. Did not, all right? And I think they're really silent about it. And I think part of it is Justin Fields is kind of quiet by nature. So he doesn't talk too much about himself. He's not really brash. Um, he's not one of those guys. Which is strange um, when you think really about the Ohio State product type of people. They're very yeah, loud they're, and proud oh, about God. Well, the listen, Ohio we, we, fuckers. We, Okay, careful now because we do have a lot of listeners in Cleveland and yeah, Columbus, well, Ohio. Yeah, they also had Deshaun Watson. So. Lake is the shit. Ohio rules. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Exactly. Got Cleveland rocks and and all of that. But um, no, I I know what you're talking about. Ohio State fans will come to Wisconsin, and they are probably the most obnoxious fans in the Big Ten. Is that safe to say, Eric? We've, well, we've encountered they're them definitely all. the biggest assholes. So <laughs> I was I was being nice about it. I was saying uh, obnoxious. Hey, just say what you want to say. I do not agree with these statements. You you like the Ohio State people? Uh yeah, well a bunch of my besties they're Ohio State people, like literally went to the Ohio State. Played you in the band. See, well, I mean that's obnoxious. I mean they they actually tried to like copyright the word the. I, I mean that's how obnoxious they are. Okay? But anyway. You're just mad okay. you didn't think of it first. The yeah, Rich Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> the Rich Reynolds. That would be awesome. Make sure you put an R next to that. 
But but Justin Fields has an opportunity to be like a beacon for vegan athletes. Whether or not you think he's a good quarterback is almost irrelevant to the fact that everybody agrees with the fact that he's an amazing athlete. Okay. And well, he's Michael an amazing Sam did the whole get... like being like out of his like gay thing, which is like so. At We're going to get to that. Okay, that's that's I that's think, the next. Yep. I see where you're That's going the on. next thing we're going to talk about. Let's go back to Justin Fields just for a second, okay? Yeah. And again, if he would promote it more, if he would talk about it more, the chances of people coming on board and saying, oh, crap, maybe I could be vegan and still be that athletic and play football. But he's like in young Chicago men. where they sell a lot of yeah. cattle. The stockyards. Yeah. The but but young men are very impressionable. And yeah. so if if somebody of that ilk is saying, Hey, I'm vegan, you could be vegan too, and you can go out here and kick ass and all that kind of stuff, he's got a chance to be someone who really changes minds. And so totally. I wish that because he would so do people, more of that. They they people, you know, whatever, you're lifting weights, you're you're trying to gain bulk, you're trying to do whatever. And you're drinking protein shakes, right? And there's so many people under this impression that if you're vegan, you're not getting enough. Where's your protein coming from? How are you getting enough protein? Right. I mean, how how many times have the people listening to this program heard that in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And so yep. it does make a difference for him to be out and be vocal about it. Although I do understand why maybe he isn't because he is quiet by nature. And there is a weird thing where meat eater people will be on like a comment section and it's like they're offended by people being vegan. And so then they, it's just so dumb to me, but it is dumb. It, it is akin. It is the same thing. I think (laughs) to the mentality that still exists in locker rooms towards coming out as gay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it happens in, in the national football league, especially now Eric brought up, uh, Michael Sam. Now, Michael Sam yeah. is really the only openly gay guy who was going into the NFL. So he got drafted. Right. By the time he was drafted, everybody knew he was gay. Okay. Now, uh, there are some guys that you knew about after the fact. They got out of the NFL and they retired, and then it came out that they were gay. But the thing is, is that they could have had a huge impact while they were playing the sport to really start changing minds. Now, I think we're at that time right now that if someone was to come out and say, yep, I'm in the National Football League and I'm gay, that not only would it not offend people even in their own locker room, I think they gain fans. I, I don't think that it hurts anybody's feelings. Now, what if you're the best quarterback in the National Football League, the two-time defending most valuable player in the National Football League, Joe and you come gay. out? No. <laughs> This four-time MVP and current back-to-back placeholder, all right? Now, let's – all right, I don't know for a fact that Aaron Rodgers is gay because I haven't done anything with Aaron Rodgers to know that, okay? However, if he asks – being in, being in, <laughs> the, being in the media Toasted. in Wisconsin for quite some time, there are a lot of people in the Wisconsin media that understand what a glass closet is and what it is up in Green Bay. Now, there was a point, and this was about seven years ago, I believe, Kevin Lanfleecy, who had lived with Aaron Rodgers for five years, oh, made I a big that. stink about this. They broke up. 
or kind of broke up. They, they, they stopped living together. And so the, the reason why they stopped, according to Kevin Lanfleecy, was Aaron was going to come out and say that Kevin was his boyfriend and do that move. And Aaron had a change of heart. Now, for whatever reason, Aaron had a change of heart. That's up to him. I, I think coming out's got to be tough. Now, I, can we share your coming out story? I don't know your coming out story. Do you, or are you even, did I just out you right now? Did I just out you um, at this I point? Did. If I did, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, didn't you have to at, at least some point in your life face this and say, okay, um, I have to come out now. Now, for some people, that's a pretty big bold move because yeah. they might have family like Aaron Rodgers family who's very religious who has not it's not gone well for him he hasn't talked to his family since that point in time that that whole Kevin Lanfleecy stuff came out so there right. could be a connection there now again I'm not outing Aaron Rodgers, I think Kevin Lanfleecy kind of did. And we've talked about the fact that, you know, a, the Olivia Munn is kind of a famous beard. And, you know, Dan, Danica Munn, Patrick. could have done a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Munn, Danica yeah. Patrick might also be a beard. And Shailene Woodley might be as well. And that's, that, again, I, whatever he wants to do. And if he's not gay, I, I don't know, okay? But if he was, and if he could come out, I think he would be the greatest football hero of all time to so many people that, that he would be able to, and, and not only that, even for straight people, just to say, dude, that took balls. All right. And a I lot like of straight balls. people can, res I like balls. You have balls. <laughs> I like balls. Um, <laughs> Dee's not into that. Um, but but, I, I, but, but it, it is akin to the whole veganism thing because there's that macho thing in the locker room. You got to eat meat and you got to do this. Um, you know, and it's, it's the same right. thing with gay guys in the locker room. These two guys that were going up against each other and there's nary a breath about either one that's out there really have the opportunity to be huge heroes and like lift not only themselves up, but lift a lot of people up who right now are I kind think, of living in the closet. I think Aaron is like, you know, we, we talk about he's he's seen as arrogant by a lot of people around the league. And I think I think mm -hmm. a lot of that actually comes from like sensitivity about himself and being like insecure. Protecting so himself, yeah. I think that might yeah. be a reason why, you know, he like Michael Sam was very, at least he was able to take the criticism. You know, he like, there were people that were going to say some stuff. He knew that. And I think Aaron knows that too. And so he's sensitive and he's aware of his sensitivity and maybe doesn't want to say something again, just postulating. Yeah. Be too, you know, it, it, it definitely could be. And uh, he, he could be pansexually. He could be completely right. straight. I, I, I don't know, you know, for, for sure what he is. I know what Kevin Lanfleecy said, um, you know, that could be taken with, with, with a grain of salt. Maybe it's just a guy that was mad that he got kicked out of the house that he lived in for five years. And, you know, right. cause they were roommates. I, that, that sounds kind of odd. You know, I, I, I've been roommates with guys before and, you know, whatever. Um, I, I just I just wish there was that from both of those guys because they both can lead something that would be um, you know bigger than themselves and bigger than the National Football League and so helping people along the lines of veganism helping people who are maybe closeted afraid to come out because when, when I talked I talked about this with William Henderson who played for the, the Green Bay Packers he said that twenty percent of the National Football League is gay that's and what that he was believes. in what, what year do you say that. 
That was 1999. One so out of every five players higher than that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and 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 he said it actually like like football attracts it, and because it's higher than than what you would think the general population is, which I think yeah. is what like ten twelve percent maybe something right. like that. Is that right? So I mean twenty percent would be much higher than. Can I get my so. hands on it? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, well, whatever it is about it, jumping into piles, locker rooms, whatever it is, all right, something attracts them them to it. Um, but I, I, I really think you know I'd love to see these guys become standard bears, and not everybody's cut out for it. Some people don't want it, and they don't want that that limelight, and they don't, they don't want to be that person. Yeah. Don't you think there would have yeah, been and, one and person, like one big name person, that would come out during the time of playing? Like you would think, right? And it right. would step out and do it, but everybody's been afraid to do it. And I, I could kind of see why. Even being a Bears fan at Lambeau but Field, I tell you what, it had to be at least a half dozen times that that I was in my way, or you know, on my way into the stadium or, or coming out of it, that I was called the F word. And yeah, you know, that was just for being a Bears fan. And the whole time I'm thinking is like, why are you calling me this? Because you know, and I'm I'm not talking about the F word, like you know, right. I, I was called a gay slur, F word, and and it's like, but but why? It seems like such right. a homophobic thing. And why would and I even be offended by my, that? Like, another I, thing, I don't is understand. Like, why is it only football that seems to have this like care about it? I guess like there's not a focus on it yeah. in any other sport that I've. Yeah, I'm really aware of. I don't know. Maybe just yeah. like grass. Well, and maybe I, I I can't name any gay NBA players off the top of my head except for Rudy Gay. Hey. Um, and that doesn't mean that that he's gay, right? <laughs> I I can't name any gay baseball players off the top of my head. Um, so I I think it's just kind of pervasive in sports in general, and the, football's the one thing. they latch on to. Football, football's the biggest sport, though, in, in the mm. U.S., and Aaron Rodgers might be the biggest player in that sport. And if he actually does, you know, if he is gay, if he does come out and, and pronounce that, come out of the closet, I think he changes minds across every sport. I think all of a sudden we're, we're looking at a different world. Maybe he doesn't um, want to but... win the NFL's token courage award or whatever, like, you know, for doing – Yeah, they do what have that. that. I mean, I just, no, I, I'm just saying that. Stupid. I don't know if there's, like – yeah. Something specifically oh. called that, but there's like always an award that's they, like they have the an SP for it. It's called the whatever. The Arthur Ashe Courage okay, so there Award is, one. There you go. is, okay. is what it's called for the ESPYs, and Arthur Ashe got that as he was fighting AIDS, which back in the day when Arthur Ashe had AIDS, AIDS was a death sentence, and now AIDS isn't even on the list of things that I think people are concerned with anymore. Um, well, so, but also, I mean, like, like you got to think, all right, if he's gay or bi or straight or pan or whatever there may be a portion of him that's like this is my private thing and there's mm -hmm. no reason that i have to share this and he's absolutely completely he's right. right about that. absolutely um, he is and there's also like coming out in one way or another there's going to be blowback and mm -hmm. i that is a lot to take on and i don't care how big of a celebrity you are um, that can get scary. So I understand, yeah. you know, why, why he might be hesitant about it. And I also get like, he's so, he's just always monitored and there's always all these, you know, speculation about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm guilty of it too, just because I fucking love gossip so much. <laughs> TMZ loves you. <laughs> 
Who who yeah, does it? But by the way, you know they they've actually proven guys are more into gossip than women are. They're, oh, I they're know, bigger gossip. I work with all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I we, know. we love it too. Yeah, we love it. We'll we'll continue the gossip um actually right after we talk with Glenn Merzer. Glenn's coming up with his rant. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast. One of our favorite segments each and every week is when we bring in the author of Food is Climate and Own Your Health and various other books, and also now the host of the Glenn Merzer Show. It is Glenn Merzer with his Glenn's Rant. How you doing, Glenn? Good. How you doing, Rich? Excellent as always. Good to see you. You know, I grew up in the 60s. And that used to be considered a very cool era in which to grow up. It used to be that you'd say you grew up in the 60s and people envied you. Now they offer you their seat on the bus. <laughs> I was slow to mature as a child of the 60s. I came of age, let's say, around the 90s, late 90s. <laughs> I, I got married at the age of 40 because I didn't want to rush into things like adulthood. I grew up in an age when hippies questioned all the values of society. And even though I wasn't a hippie, I had lots of friends who were hippies. I admired hippies. I was sort of hippie adjacent. And so I questioned things like eating meat, which I stopped doing at the age of 17 because it was self-evidently preposterous. Since it takes time to question everything around you, I got off to a slow start in life. Now, in my 20s, I moved to Bloomington, Indiana, a college town where there was a courthouse square and a lovely university campus, and all the women were beautiful. About one quarter of the men were hippies, and most everybody was slender and fit. A few moves later, I found myself in Los Angeles, where again, all the women were beautiful, and about one quarter of the men were their plastic surgeons. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, in my 60s, I've moved back to Bloomington, and there's still the same courthouse square and the same lovely university campus, and almost everybody is fat. The town is the same size. The people got bigger. Back in the day... There was a great restaurant in town called the Dow, T-A-O, pronounced Dow, as in Dow Jones, but the polar opposite of all things material. It was a hippie restaurant, a vegetarian restaurant, as elegant as hippies get, which means stained glass windows and plants. <laughs> and the food was great. Brown rice, vegetables, tofu, barley mushroom soup, hearty food, tasty food, wholesome food, healthy food that would be paired with organic wines or something sparkling, served to you by a slender hippie woman named Astrid or a bearded guy <laughs> named Shooting Star. 
I don't know how to describe the Dow's food better, to, better than to say that objectively. If you dine there with the right person, your odds of getting laid afterwards were very high. <laughs> now, the Dow was owned. The Dow was owned by an ashram run by a swami, and the whole group was apparently involved in a kind of sex cult. And while that may be wrong, you've got to admit it. It was at least interesting. Now, the other day, my wife and I ventured downtown and we saw the longest around the block line we've ever seen in Bloomington since moving here four and a half years ago. We didn't know what was going on. Was Bob Dylan in town? What was this line for? No, it was for a new restaurant called Raising Cane's. Now, is this an original one of a kind, healthy hippie restaurant like the Dow? Of course not. It's a chain restaurant that sells something called chicken fingers. And I honestly didn't know how to break it to all the college kids on the line, about half of whom were obese. But chickens don't have fingers. I mean, it's bad enough to eat any animal product, but certainly you should not eat fictional flesh foods. These poor kids are standing in line for an hour, either alone, checking their phones, or sometimes accompanied by friends, checking their phones, waiting to eat fried animal parts that don't even exist. And they're getting so fat, these kids couldn't get into a sex cult if they wanted to. They're spending their youth... They're spending their youth getting diabetic and giving their money to faceless corporations. It's sad to me. It's just sad. When, when I was their age, I was getting laid and giving my money to a sex call. <laughs> the kids today have been coddled into aimless, tech-driven, lonely lives, and they're being made fat and soft and depressed by the dead animals they're eating. That's where they need to draw the line and escape this descent into hell. Stop eating dead animals. Stop giving your money to these restaurant chains. And while you probably won't be able to find a great restaurant these days like the Dow, if you eat right, and that's probably going to mean on your own at home, but if you eat right and get healthy and learn to think independent, whether you become spiritual searchers athletes or intellectual scholars, you could achieve the future you deserve, whether or not it involves a sex cult. <laughs> Absolutely here, love here. it. I, I, I'm thinking some of those chicken fingers might be made out of chicken assholes at some time. I, and then, I don't know. In, in, in which case, you don't want to smell those fingers. No. Um, that is no. not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, outstanding job, as always. Absolutely loved it. And, uh, again, if you don't know, check him out. He's all over social media. And, again, the brand-new Glenn Merzer podcast, which is co-hosted by one of the best-looking guys you will ever see on a podcast. And that would be Rich Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, hey, great job. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, Glenn. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Nice job. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. If you've ever wanted to show off your plant-based lifestyle and do it in style, 
Here's your chance. We have some of the most amazing t-shirts, hats, accessories, coffee mugs, and more at shop.realmeneatplants.com. We have statement t-shirts that will bring a smile to everyone's face. I love the I want tofu tonight tea. Plus, we have podcast teas, real women eat plants gear, real kids eat plants, and real people eat plants, just in case men, women, and kids didn't cover it all. Yeah, we love you and love that you want to show off that healthy lifestyle of yours. Again, check out our high quality gear at shop.realmeneatplants.com and enjoy. All right, here at the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, we need your help. And so does Paul's party. Being a brand new podcast, just trying to get its footing, we are asking that you help support our pod by going to our podcast page at realmeneatplants.com slash podcast and click the support button. When you do, not only are you helping us get our feet on the ground, you are helping to support Paul's party, a 501.c charity that raises money to help kids with physical disabilities get equipment to have some fun in their lives. Two great causes, one easy support button. Again, please find us at realmeneatplants.com slash podcast or on Patreon when you type Real Men Eat Plants into the search bar. Thanks for your support and for helping Paul's party. She's a mom with vegetables. She's so delectable. The cows and pigs, she set them free. Can't you see? She's a hot chickpea. Veggie stew just for you. Sit on down. There's these are two. hitting news that only D Biznatch can bring you. Yes, I mean, we we do hard news here, D. That's what we're all about. We've been all over the Queen and her funeral in uh, London. Uh, We cover school shootings like nobody else. It's hard news time with (laughs) D Biznatch. (laughs) Let's let's hear, right? (laughs) Let's hear, let's hear some of that hard news, D. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So bad news. Uh, Oktoberfest finally returned this past weekend. It was on a two-year hiatus, so we all know there's mm. going to be a ton of beer that's going to be uh, down at Oktoberfest. But there's a, a lurking question as to if the world can even keep up with demand. So that there's been that talk about a beer shortage since the pandemic started. Um, because of the supply chain issues involving carbon dioxide, yada, yada, yada. That never really panned out on a major level, but now the, they're sounding the alarm again because there's a CO2 production shortage caused by natural contamination at the Jackson Dome, which is hmm. in Mississippi. Yeah, which I was like, what? I never even asked myself where it comes from. Um, right. So the concerns <laughs> could include small independent brewers securing the carbon dioxide they need and beer prices might be rising across the board. So, but huh. I, I mean, they, they just do nitrogen beers that instead? Beer price. I know I'm down with the nitro beers, dude. So soft and silky. 
Those are good. You know, there is another way. I mean, they could carbonate beer without using carbon dioxide and injecting it. And so one of the processes that you could actually do. Now, we I can got get rich really, on the beer train here. Oh, I can, I can get really beer nerdy on you because I, I brew my own beer and I absolutely love it. But you can craisin it. And so craisining, you guys ever have like, oh, there you go. See, she knows her beer too. <laughs> D, D has done a beer podcast. She hosted a beer podcast. This is true. All right. This is true. So. So croisoning is a process that I think beer geeks know about, but I don't know if they if they exactly know what happening stu- happens during croisoning. So croisoning is what Germans usually would carbonate their beer with. And so croisoning, have you ever had like old style? Um, and back in the day, like in the 70s, old style's like like slogan was old style. It's croisoned. All right. And right. then on their cans, it would say <laughs> fully croisoned. And a lot of people don't know what the hell that means. And croisoned is spelled, I believe it's K-R-A-U-S-E-N-E-D. It would be like croisoned or something like that. It's, it's half German, half English. Anyways, to croisen a beer, you just take a little bit of the old batch and marry it with the new batch. And then you're able to produce the mouthfeel and the carbonation that you would need. Because here's here's what's hmm. happening during the fermentation process. Yeast will actually come along and it eats the sugar that's in the grist. There you go. Croisoning. Hey, we yeah. can't read anything <laughs> on there. But yeah. So So yeast comes along. And it eats the sugar that's in the actual grist. And then what it does, it basically, it pisses alcohol and farts carbon dioxide. So when you're when you're hmm. drinking beer, you're mostly drinking yeast, piss, and farts. That's what it is. The yeast is alive. Uh, it's wonderful. Everybody loves it. I mean, it's it's really so safe. Well, kinky. Yeah. Now. And, and, and <laughs> not as kinky as Glenn. But I I, I tell you this, right? you know. <laughs> It it will stay. I opened up, I actually found a case of beer that I had brewed like 10 years ago and had forgotten about in the back of my basement. And I'm like, I wonder if this is still good. Well, nothing's going to go bad in there. It's full of alcohol. Nothing can live in there that would be bad for you. And I couldn't believe it. I cracked open the bottle and tasted it. You could tell it was a little old. But it was still there. It was carbonated. Yeah. It tasted like beer. It was safe. I decided I'm cooking with it um, instead of drinking sure. it, and it works out. Yeah, it works out just fine. But anyways, hopefully they've figured that out for the beer shortage or the carbon dioxide or carbonated water shortage. Just croisin the shit out of it, and we'll be super happy and drink our Oktoberfest uh, beer. One of my favorites, by the way, if you can get your hands on it, Tyranina out oh, in Lake Mills. Dude, makes yeah. a it's called Gemitlichite Oktoberfest beer, yeah. and it is absolutely wonderful. I love some of their beers. Yeah, uh, yeah they were so ahead of the curve, and they they got such a clean brewery. If you ever end up uh, taking a, a short tour there, they even have like a beer geek tour that you could take, and they go over all the scientific stuff that happens as well. But Gemitlichite Oktoberfest, Rocky's Revenge. That's and, the one right there. Yeah, Rocky's Revenge is really good. And there's one called Bitter Woman. That is also mm. uh, that was ahead of its time. That made me a hophead. That beer alone. So right. if you could ever get your hands on Tyranina beer, uh, get yourself some Gemitlichite Oktoberfest. It's really sure. good. Well, and Gemitlichite was just this last weekend in Jefferson. Yeah, uh, that's yep. a big German festival or whatever. And then um, also at Tyranina, the brewery they have an amazing patio and they'll have like bands out. They and do. Stuff. 
It's they fantastic. got some great bands. I, I saw the Cashbox Wonderful. Kings there once, and I was like, holy shit, it's the Cashbox <laughs> Kings, you know? Like, uh, So, yeah, excellent cool. times there. Love Tyranina Brewery. Good call on that. So, See, D, D knows it, her beers, man. Hell yeah. It all comes I together. Beer. I freaking this, love beer. This is a beer chick. She got me turned on to Delta Beer Labs, which, by the way, I had their Oktoberfest when I was there. Money. So good. That is a good freaking mm-hmm. brew right there. I love it. So I love um, Oktoberfest beers, too. Like that, That's yeah. absolutely my favorite style all time. I love them so much. So I've looked up. So over 2 million gallon, gallons of beer will be drank in Munich uh, oh, during yeah. Oktoberfest. That's 131,234 kegs of beer just in Munich. Nice. And I tried to find how Whoa. many Oktoberfest <laughs> beers are sold here in the States, but there was just no information on it. All I got was like lists of, you know, the top 10 Oktoberfest you should try, which you need to try the Spad and Oktoberfest without a doubt, too, because, I mean, that's the OG. We have one coming up in Columbus, Wisconsin. It's a tiny little town that I live in, all right? But they do what's called Oddtoberfest. It's hosted by these people called the Odd Fellows, who are basically just a bunch of home brewers and stuff like that. Okay. I've never been more lit in my life than when I went to an Oddtoberfest. This was like everyone's, everyone's obsessed with making just the most the, the beer that's gonna fuck you up the most on like <laughs> just, <laughs> you. The mistake box, that dude. I made. Oh, my box are, 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 are I love my box. I'll actually I, I toast my own freaking uh, like there's uh, beers that are like I, freaking eighteen barley to do that. Yeah, oh, well yeah, totally. that'll that'll get you pretty good. My 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 box usually comes out about eleven percent. It'll knock you <laughs> on your ass. I call it the mind block, dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at Oktoberfest, I was already drunk. This was seven years ago, and then all of a sudden there was like a wooden barrel on top of the bar, and mostly everybody had left, but there was like six of us still milling around. We figured yeah. out there was beer inside of that. We didn't know that there was beer in there, so we figured we had to finish <laughs> it off. An hour and a half later, I mean, thank God I could walk home because I only live like a few blocks away. Oh I probably God. pissed in three yards along the way. And the next day was the first day that I worked for the Badgers, and I had to do a softball game as a PA <laughs> announcer, and I'd been fighting Solid to get this job for like a year. <laughs> oh my god, I was drunk when, when when the game started. I knew they could smell it on me too. You know that you just come in and you're just reeking of alcohol He's coming like, through the pores. Oh, <laughs> and I was trying to mask it, man. Like I was powdering myself beforehand. I was throwing cologne on. Like be like, yes, I smell like yeah. Food. We're getting. I, I said, "Welcome to I Wisconsin." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We've kind of gone off the rails on beer here, but I, I love beer. Oh, my oh yeah, goodness. I can talk about beer all day, all day. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. okay, all right. En- enough of the um, beer talk because I'm going to have to yeah. grab one now. I know, right? Okay, so uh, today <laughs> He's way is, ahead of us. <laughs> today, yeah, today is pepperoni pizza day. Um, which yeah. I didn't know. Is there a vegan pepperoni pizza that's out there? There is, um, and you could actually get it. So Daya makes one, um, and they they use their cheese, and you can get it in the. Dude, their cheese ain't bad. And it melts. Daya's cheese actually melts. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's actually good, and it's it's not like rubbery where it gets caught in the top of your mouth. There's some vegan cheese that'll actually do that, but they use like it's a seitan pepperoni um, mm-hmm. that you can actually. There are places that, that you can order them online and stuff like that. It's pretty damn good. So yeah, there is there is vegan pepperoni out there. Okay, nice, good. Um, I have a new poll that asks pizza lovers about thirty different toppings. So if you want to start a fight, just bring this story up. 
Um, yes. And whether or not they belong on pizza. Pineapple Pepperoni goes on pizza. Pizza. Don't give a pizza. Don't give a Yeah, <laughs> dude. Pineapple on pizza is a bomb. Um, I love pineapple. So, <laughs> Uh, pepperoni received the most yes votes out of all the toppings, but sure, it wasn't sure. unanimous. There are 7% wow. of people out there that think that pepperoni does not belong on pizza, which I think is a does bizarre Does not belong. Thing. Yeah. That's isn't that cr- weird? Who are these 7 Crazy. <laughs> Bring them to me. I'll punch them in the face. Um, so the other toppings that at least two-thirds of people say do belong on pizza, mushrooms, garlic, onions, bacon, chicken, sausage, green peppers, ham, <laughs> Roasted red peppers and pesto. <laughs> wait, wait. Pesto. So if you like, if you like pineapple on pizza, how do you not like ham on pizza? Because doesn't the ham and a lot the of pineapple times that goes go together. together? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that's how it works. Yeah. I've well, always good. hated it for as long as I've lived. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. They got yeah. they got Satan ham, by the way, that you can make as well. So. All right. It I'll does exist. I like the vegan bologna. That's my favorite. Yeah, there is vegan bologna. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. I think Field Roast makes some, too. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love Field Roast. Um, <laughs> all right. So, and then there's other toppings, too. Um, only about half people are cool with spinach, tomato slices, black oh. olives. I love black olives. Jalapenos, pineapple, what, what? Um, <laughs> sun-dried tomato, ground beef, banana peppers, barbecue sauce, ranch dressing, Artichokes and broccoli. Broccoli yeah. on pizza is—it's yeah. okay. I love spinach, like stuffed oh, spinach yeah. pizza or Chicago-style pizza with like spinach in there. And you know, I used to eat ricotta cheese. Now I eat like the vegan ricotta cheese with it, um, and, and you can do it up really well. I've made Chicago-style pizzas vegan from scratch, absolutely That's from awesome. scratch. That look mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, absolutely look amazing. Taste amazing. Um, it can be done. Um, out there. So, yeah, I know we're getting a little crazy going off the rails about talking about stuff that's non-plant-based, but there are plant-based ways to do all of this stuff. So, totally. Great. Now I want pizza um, and beer, D. Thanks a lot. I know. Lot. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm a bad influence. I will admit it. You are. 100%. You are. So, 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 so what's the next up, story on like, like about pot and and doing blow? I mean, I mean, what, what other, what other influence are you bringing? We already here talked about the sex cults today. Like, <laughs> yeah. my next story is about how I used to be topless at all times. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know why that's frowned upon. Everybody would love it. Free the nipple, dude. That's exactly um, right. So I looked up uh, different chain restaurants that have vegan pizza options. And there's quite a few now, and I know we try to support local, but whatever. At least you know if you're traveling abroad, you can find vegan options at Papa Murphy's, Mod Pizza, Little Caesars, Toppers, yeah. uh, Uno, and Blaze. And there's a bunch more, but those are the, just the ones that were in our kind of general area here in Wisco. I always recommend Mod Pizza because we do have people listening from coast to coast. we got people in Canada yeah. listening and, 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 and in various other countries. I tell you what, Mod Pizza has the most options that you can get vegan wise and they will throw anything on there that you want in in bulk so uh, and it's it's all yeah. the same price it's not like you're paying extra 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 for every topping so get all of the veggie toppings the vegan cheese they got it all there and they make the pizzas pretty damn fast as well and and they're all yeah. right so mod pizza is something that i definitely recommend for vegans um to go out there because uh yeah you'll, you'll love it there's so many options it just makes it so yeah. everybody's happy absolutely and that's what we want Yep. <laughs> you got right. you got one more story for us? We got time for one more if you got it. Otherwise, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm cutting totally it off right do. here to go get oh, a beer. 
I know. I got. I'm like. I'm running low on a cocktail. Like, can we move this along? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is so, that it? Um, no, I got more. Did you guys go to the Motley Crue Def Leppard thing at all? I wish, man. Yeah. Now, I was Is working that during jam? that time. Yeah, I wish. They, they they came to Miller Park, right, or whatever they call it now, American mm. Family Field or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. In, in Milwaukee, and I missed it. Uh, well, them mofos be making back, uh, so they <laughs> released how much money they're making, dude. So uh, Poison was on that tour, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. What's up, Joan Jett? She's amazing. Oh, I love Joan uh, Jett. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Yes, uh, it took in a there, total There's a biopic out about her, isn't there? It's it's called uh, the Runaways. Yep. I I, I got to see that um, because Joan Jett, it, Dude, an amazing going career. off with these that, biopics. That lately. chick oh, yeah. rocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think yeah, and and there aren't a lot of chicks that you could say that about, but Joan Jett, you could definitely say that about. She rocks, um, and she always has. And um, yeah. yeah, I love her. So, so yeah. wait, wait, I'm sorry. I, I want to find out how much Def Leppard was making because that was like my favorite yeah. band when I was 12, 13 years old, you know? Okay, so was... while the tour took in a total of $173.5 million, nice. uh, according to Billboard. They've, since Good they started God. tracking tour data in the late 80s, neither Molly Crew nor Def Leppard had grossed as much money or had sold as many tickets on any other previous tour. Both bands' wow. previous peaks as solo headliners averaged between ten to 11,000 tickets sold and never more than a million dollars earned per, per show. They were pulling in about $5 million, 4.96 mil per show. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, with a one-armed drummer. Is, is, is everything still intact for them? Like, is there, is there band still like the band, or is it like a new lead singer, like a lot of these, you know, bands do and stuff like oh, that? No, like, so um, I did not go because that would be torture for me. Um, I was gonna go to see Joan Jet, and then my buddy Nigel was supposed to open up, and his he's playing out with um, Chuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, amazing band. So they were gonna open up, and I was like, I'll go see Nigel, and then maybe have some light cheese tray backstage, and run into Joan Jet, and then I'm leaving. Um, so we ended up not going at all. Um, but so Randy went, my boss went, and he said that Def Leppard killed it. Like, sounded yeah. freaking amazing. And, I mean, you see awesome. the videos and the pictures, and, like, dude's got, like, a freaking 24-pack, you know? And I'm like, why is he so old? Yeah, what? Old? Yeah, mm. like, totally yoked. And then um, Crew, he said he had drank enough that he thinks it was fine. Oh, that's mm. all it takes. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. I, I love it. So, hey, D, great job. Uh, great job by everyone. I thank you all. And remember, um, guys, make sure you log on to realmanyplants.com. Click on the podcast page. Like us there. Uh, subscribe to the show. Heck, you can like and subscribe us anywhere that you get your podcast. Also, remember to click on that support button, though, if you're at realmanyplants.com. Click there and help us out and help out Paul's party as well. Take the 30-day challenge. Read the blogs. Go to our YouTube channel as well for eric and d i am rich great job everyone we will see you next time right here on the real many plants podcast see ya